0: Hello and welcome to Regen, the e-racing podcast. I'm your host Dino, and this week joining me we have Amelia Hilda from Alt Drive on the show. I've been looking forward to this one uh, for a few weeks now because Alt Drive is is something a little bit different. It is something behind the scenes, um, and it brings the drivers into a different light, especially one of my favourites, Andre Lotterer. Had no idea he was um, interested in photography, and yeah, there's a lot of interesting articles. So thank you for coming on the show, Amelia.
1: Thank you for having
0: me. So for the listeners that don't know, what is Alt Drive, and you know why? Why have you decided that um, you would you would do this great magazine?
1: Um, so before this, I was writing for another. Um, online sort of publication on Formula E and um, I noticed that everyone was doing the same thing everyone was churning out the same race reports and the same news articles and I thought there's so many more interesting things um, about the sport that you can write about so I thought maybe I'll try something different and write more like lifestyle-based features so I think the idea just kind of started off from there.
0: The drivers obviously race cars and they race them fast. Um, and I mean, we don't really see them outside of that or outside of the racing sphere. So that's really cool that um, you can sort of show those things.
1: Yeah. And it's it's not just the drivers as well. I think I've always been um, interested in just the people behind um not just Formula E, just like F1 or any other form of motorsport. And I think the um, like the engineers, the mechanics—I mean, they're all really interesting people, and they're all really—they're really good at what they do. But you know, I think there's just more to that than just what happens during a race. And I've been wanting to kind of um, get them out. You know, not just talk to the drivers and you know introduce people to this other people that make the sport what it is
0: the the weekend um especially you know the larger motorsport series they uh, and and the focus is definitely on that so when did your love of motorsport start have you loved it for a, a while or or fairly new and wanted to to do something a little bit different with it when when did you first get into it
1: um, I never really grew up um, being a fan of motorsport um, I remember being aware of it growing up because I think it was 96 or 97 when Formula One first came to Sepang so um, I'm I'm Malaysian and I, I live in Kuala Lumpur and I remember at that time it was a big deal but when I got older you know the the interest kind of um, it became something normal, I think, because F one is something that happens every year here, and well, now it stopped. Um, but I've never really like followed it closely um, until I started working in a in a woman's magazine um, a few years ago, and then um, I remember because I had a column that I had to interview basically it's a what men think column and I had to interview, um, male personalities. And, um, I remember, um, it was the second Formula E Putrajaya race. And I told, um, so I work in this publication um, and some other titles also was part of that publication and one of these um, men's magazine that I've always wanted to write for. And I told the editor that um, uh, some Formula E people will be there and I think uh, Alan Pross will be there. So, you know, I think it would be good if we could interview him. So um, I asked them if they could give me a accreditation under their publication. And they said, OK, so the first interview I did was with Alan Pross in Putrajaya. And, and that was my first Formula E, my first ever motorsport weekend. And I just fell in love with it. I just loved the um, atmosphere. And I felt like everyone was so welcoming. And I guess it just started from there.
0: That's a pretty high-profile interview. Were you nervous with Alan?
1: Yeah, it's um, uh, because I I I knew he was gonna be there, and I thought it would be good for that publication because they always do like interviews with F1 legends, and so I thought you know why not just take the opportunity and and go and you know I'm I'm thankful that it happened.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, do you have a favorite series? Uh, drivers, tracks, locations. Where 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 do you where do you find that? Um, yeah, what do you, what do you like the most?
1: I've been. I obviously haven't been to all the Formula E races because I don't travel to all the races like some of the um, journalists do. But I guess the favorite has to be Monaco. I mean, like you don't really need much explanation why um but i also really liked hong kong and it's a shame that we're not going there this year um but yeah monaco and hong kong i think
0: yeah monaco there's something about monaco um especially in in formula one you know um a lot of people don't like it because it's uh, the, the new cars and the, they're too big and it's sort of but uh, I think, especially in Formula E, it is something quite special. Especially that um, you can still do overtaking in Formula E, um, and and we we saw that once Sam Bird had he did it, and then they all they all sort of followed suit. And and it's just it's such a special location
1: it is it's it's just something special, and um usually I just take advantage of taking an extra week to just stay in nice and just relax, so I guess that makes it even more special.
0: Oh, it sounds ideal <laughs> <laughs>
1: um did you ask favorite drivers favorite
0: yeah yeah what are your what are the favorite drivers?
1: I don't think I have one actually,
0: <laughs> really.
1: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't really... It depends, but I don't think I favour anyone. Which is, I know a bit, because sometimes when people ask me and I'm just like, mm, I don't know. I know that's a bit like weird, but I I don't think I'm like that kind of fan where I just support one team or one driver. I think uh, for me, it's just the overall environment of going to a race and, you know, whoever wins wins, but it's just the excitement of being there.
0: Yeah. I, I am very hopeful that Auckland, New Zealand will hold a Formula E race at some point. Um, well, hopefully. Bec- yeah. Because they all are quite far away. Uh, so it's, it's, yeah, obviously hard for me to visit, but um, on, on drivers, I think, especially Formula E, uh, it's, it's hard to have a favorite. You just love them all so much and you think, well, yeah, I, w- I would be happy if any of these guys won. So, yeah, yeah, I know I know what you mean.
1: Yeah, you just feel happy for whoever wins. Like, you know, when it was Max, it was like, oh, I'm really happy for him. And then when it's um, who won recently before Max. Uh,
0: Bird's got a win and also uh, Sims.
1: Yeah, but you're just happy for, you know, all of them. It's like they deserve it.
0: They do. Yeah. I mean, they must work just tremendously hard.
1: Yeah.
0: I personally really enjoyed behind the lens with Andre Lotterer. Oh,
1: thank you. And
0: and yeah, it was it was great and I had no idea he was into photography the way that he is. Yeah. And I love to see the the drivers in a different light when they are outside of the car. How was that interview uh, with Andre? Was it hard to get hard to get those sort of nuances out of him, or was he really forthcoming? You know, he seems like a really cool guy, and um, yeah, what what was that like?
1: It wasn't difficult at all. He was, uh, I was surprised that he was really um, excited to talk about it because I think I interviewed him for that interview in Valencia um, during the preseason testing, and um, it was right after the. Um, sort of media press event and I thought oh does he even want to talk about something other than racing because you know a lot of people were queuing up to get one-on-ones with him and I, I remember talking to his um uh, to the Porsche PR and I told her that um, I'm gonna ask him like slightly different questions <laughs> so could you maybe brief him before before I just come out and I, oh so uh, when did you start photography and I didn't want to like come up to him with a random question and be like what's wrong with this girl <laughs> so um, yeah I, um, he was really open to talking about it and he showed me like some pictures like you could tell he was really proud of, um, of his work and um yeah, he I think even um Jean-Eric Vern shoots on a Laker as well. So that's why I asked him like who copied who and um according to him, uh Jeff copied him.
0: Yeah, so you hear that Jeff, you're you're a copycat.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, that was really cool. Um and you've got quite a few other different ones um with recently uh Bottas and his rally weekend. Uh, Nico Prost as well, the Andros Trophy, and I just wanted to highlight also the uh, how to run a Formula E team. So Dilber Girl, Susie Wolf, are you looking at getting all of the team bosses eventually, or are there certain certain ones that you want to capture um, those interviews?
1: Yeah, I I hope so. If I could get all of them, it'll be amazing, but. Um... Uh, the idea behind that series at first was um, was I wanted to attract maybe people who aren't motorsport fans, but who maybe are, let's say, um, people who own or people who who are a, a leader of a team. Like maybe they could learn something from how how managing a Formula E team works and how that can relate to maybe their business or something. So it's, I guess it's a bit like something what Monocle magazine does. If you're familiar to what they do, it's always like how you can learn from the CEOs or these entrepreneurs on how to just deal with life, I guess.
0: Yeah. I, I know like a lot of ex Formula One drivers, um, one of the most high profile david coulthard um and, and he does a lot of work with mindset and um just helping yeah CEOs and and business people become more focused and and just yeah really some some interesting takeaways that can come over from motorsport and and just striving for success and in, in that and yeah there's a lot that that transfers over and he's obviously got a lot to give. Um, So
1: A lot of um, ex-drivers or even drivers now, I mean, they have other businesses as well. They don't just, you know, they're not just drivers. Like a lot of them are entrepreneurs or they own restaurants or nightclubs. So it's quite interesting to kind of get you know, like these people they're so smart. It's really interesting when you kind of look at them, you know, just outside of the racetrack. Like, you know, they're interesting people. They're more than just drivers. I think Nick Heidfell is really into like fine dining and gourmet food and stuff.
0: Oh wow. It'd be really cool to get Nick uh just on Behind the scenes of of what he's into, apart from his mahindra work
1: that would be good yeah i I did interview him before, but for a different publication on um his favorite um dining spots in Zurich for the Zurich kipri and uh, yeah, you could just tell that he was really um interested he it's like a different side of him when he talks about food than when you just ask him about you know his racing career.
0: Yeah, I guess those guys don't really get asked a lot outside of the the race weekend. Yeah, yeah,
1: and they just get really excited. Like, oh, you know about my business.
0: <laughs> that is really cool that uh, they open up and and um, you can really see that they're passionate about it. The ePre travel guides as well. What what sort of brought that on? Because they they really go into some cool insight about. The locations and and what you can do there, as well as as well as the food. Um, So, yeah, I mean, you could run those through Nick and see if the Nick Hyde felt approved. What made you decide to to do something like that? They're obviously pretty unique and amazing.
1: Yeah, I think for me like when I go to a race um, normally when I try to book accommodation I have no idea like um, the distance between where I'm staying and where the racetrack is and how do I get there can I save money on taxi can I take public transport so I thought it would just be nice to do like a very lifestyle based um, travel guide but associated to to the race so I, I wanted to make sure that there's some info on how to get to the circuit and you know nearby maybe nearby restaurants, nearby hotels um, are there taxis available Uber, because these are the things that I think, I mean not just fans, maybe even personnel who go there to work like they want to know and if there's one place on the on the internet that they can go specifically a travel guide for Formula E, I think it would be really cool. And also, I was hoping it would be a good way to get sponsors for um, hotels or something. Um, and uh, so far, all of the hotels I've contacted, they've been really um, happy about being featured. So, I mean, it's still... We are still very new, so hopefully maybe, you know, in the longer run, maybe we can run contests on, you know, win a two-night stay in one of the hotels when you go to an eatery, and maybe fans can save money on accommodation. But, you know, that that's just my my ambition for now.
0: I, um, I'm having a look at the Mexico one now, and, and there's an amazing-looking coffee, some sort of croissant or something, nice juice in it. It just looks magical.
1: (laughs) I think that's Pastelaria. Yeah, they were really happy about being featured. And um, I think also about these travel guides, it's the pictures, the, the design of the the layout that makes people get a bit excited about, you know, going, you know, if I go to this race or I can go and get some tacos here and then, you know, it it just creates a a different experience. So you're not just looking forward to the race, but you're looking forward to exploring the city and whatever it has to offer.
0: Yeah. And I guess that would be really helpful for, um, obviously people traveling to the city, but, um, it, it also gives an insight into, how easy it is to get around and, and just, yeah, I think it would be, I mean, if I was traveling to a city, it would, it really would help me, you know, um, the hotel is located about 20 minutes by car to the Epre circuit and all of those small things that you worry about with, uh, where am I booking and, and it, it just helps a lot. So definitely check that out listeners. It's really, really good insight. And it's I think it's under Insights on the website.
1: Yeah, the it's website. under Insights, yeah. <laughs> and surprisingly, the travel guides are one of the most viewed articles on Alt Drive actually. But I, I checked the um, demographics and it's mostly people from those cities. So I think it's not just people who go to, to the races. I think it's actual people who are there on holiday or maybe locals trying to, you know, see what's new, what's there to to try, new places to go to.
0: Yeah. So Alt Drive has a range of features, uh, but uh, what other features are you working on currently outside of, of the... The different insights and
1: Um, well I'm not at liberty to share too much (laughs) but I'm looking outside of Formula E as well so it's not just um, motorsport Um, currently I'm talking to a few people who do work for um, like mobility companies so people who help to design um, the tech that goes into EVs like just, um, engineers or sound engineers and, you know, just trying to get to know these people and, um, the kind of work they do to, to improve, you know, the way we get around.
0: I I think that is something that I would be really interested in just because, uh, and I know, um, I live in Christchurch in New Zealand and over the past yeah let's say uh electric scooters have taken over and they are really handy you know if you want to get somewhere quickly uh ah, there's a scooter over there open an app jump on and you can race you know race through the park or whatever and get to the other side of the city really quick will it be more that side of things or more on um potentially different cars and other options
1: At the moment, it's more cars, Um, but I'm looking into um, talking to, you know, like other forms of transport, like um, electric boats, I think, like those, um, I don't know what you call it, like the ones that you usually usually see on uh, Lake Como, those fancy looking thingies, like there's um, electric versions available now.
0: Like a jet boat or something?
1: Yeah, I can't, I can't remember what it's called. Um, yeah, but they look like those fancy speedboat thingies, the wooden mm. ones, like Riva Yacht and all those things. Okay. Electric versions now. Um, yeah, I think Alt Drive is also a bit more, I mean, not not to sound like a snob, but we try to go a bit higher end. <laughs>
0: Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um I think uh thinking back to one of our earlier episodes, I think Jaguar has a electric boat.
1: Yes, yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so something a bit smaller than that obviously, but on on that sort of track.
1: Yeah, so something along those lines. And um well, it's not really like just going high end or anything. It's more like um we also like to look at the aesthetics of a of a design, so alt drive is a bit more towards um the where we lean a bit more on artsy you know like design and i I wanna talk to more artists. I think I did one interview with one sculptor who does like this miniature Porsche scale models. So, you know, more on not so much on technical. It's just a well, it's a lifestyle publication I guess. Yeah. So yeah, you won't really find too much of um, you know, like Will this product sell in a market and those kind of things? It's just like a just something for when you have time for you to browse and sit and read and you know just get yeah. inspired I guess.
0: Is there anything um, that you'd like to tell our listeners um, that would be good for them to know about Old drive?
1: Hmm. Um, well, we've just published our first ever um, tech insights feature uh, with Mahindra. Um, I think, yeah, it's on the powertrains. So um, I'm hoping to make that more of a regular feature. So maybe look at other um, like tech insights that people might want to know, but obviously not just in Formula E, just like in mobility. So if you have any suggestions, please do let me know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And where can people uh, follow you? Where are all the uh, all the socials?
1: So on Twitter, it's magazine underscore drive, and on Instagram, it's at alt drive Mac. And I'm also on Facebook. I think it's just um, alt drive magazine, as well as I think that's all.
0: <laughs> yep, I mean, if you type in alt drive into Google. Uh, you can find it also alt dash drive magazine dot com very good any any other features or other bits that you would like to add into the into the chat
1: um yeah, we're still really new, and I think um right now um not a lot of people know that we exist <laughs> so um I guess now my concern is just to build the numbers and you know just keep producing um, the features just to make a point that this is our voice um, this is what we're known for and you know hopefully people would start to um, recognize us and come to us for this kind of articles so yeah well because we don't do race reports and we don't live-tweet races. So I think, you know, we're a bit hidden, I guess, during race weekend. Like, no, no one comes to us. Like, the um, analytics is flat during a race weekend. But on the Monday after when we post our... Um, so I have this um, photo gallery and it's called, like, Nine Shots from the race weekend. So it's it's kind of like a photo essay, but just a of highlights of what happened during the race so if you if you're bored of reading the same race same old race reports you can just come and look at pretty pictures and you know just update yourself over what happened
0: that sounds ideal i I think i might do that from now on instead of trying to trying to scroll scroll through uh several uh different i mean a lot of them do a brilliant job. Let's not take it away from them because you know, there are really in-depth publications.
1: Exactly why Alt Drive doesn't do race reports because there are so many other brilliant people who've been doing it well.
0: Yeah. And uh, I mean, for Regen, we talk about the show. Um, We don't, I mean, during the weekend I'm watching the race. I'm not tweeting about it. I am focused and I mean, I couldn't multitask if you really wanted me to, so you wouldn't get much out of me anyway. I would probably forget. But, um, yeah, that's, that's really cool. I will keep an eye out for those as well. Thank you. Well, thank you very much for coming on. It has been awesome. Uh, I've, I've learned a lot, and, um, yeah, I, I need to read a bit more of Alt Drive. I um, or somehow have missed uh, the, the Technical Insight one with Mahindra, so that's going to be on the list for tomorrow to read up on.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and it's quite long as well.
0: (laughs) It does look lengthy, um, which is awesome.
1: Yeah, make sure you have a cup of tea as well. That's what Alt Drive is about. It's about taking time, having a cup of tea or coffee, and scrolling through all the articles over the weekend or whenever you have some free time. It's not to be rushed.
0: No, it's not a one and done. No. Okay. Thank you, listeners. You can follow us on Twitter at Regen Racing and RegenRacingPodcast.com. We love to chat with everyone, so flick us an email, hello at RegenRacingPodcast.com. Uh, Chris will be back next time as we review the Mexico City E-Prix. Thank you very much for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.
1: Bye.